Hello there and welcome to today's episode of In Part Podcast. My name is Pastor George and as always, I am delighted to break the bread of God's word with you today even as we spend the next few minutes together. Friends, two weeks ago we began looking at the miracles that Jesus performed while he lived or while he walked the earth. And we started with the very first miracle that Jesus did, and which was at the wedding in Canaan of Galilee, where he turned water into wine. And that episode was titled, or entitled, When Things Don't Make Sense. I would encourage you to go and, and try and find time and listen to that episode. But today we're going to be looking at the second miracle that Jesus performed when he walked the earth. And we're going to be the book of John chapter 4, and we'll read from verse 46 to 54. Um, today's episode is entitled, Why Do You Believe? That's right. Why do you believe? Not believe. Not who do you believe, but why? What is the reason for your believing? Are you ready? I pray this will bless your life. Let's go. John chapter 4, and I'll read from verse 4 to 6 all the way to 54. Here's what the Bible says. So Jesus came again into Canaan of Galilee, where he made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went out he went unto him and sought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down, first all, uh, before my child dies. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his ways. And as he was now going down, his servant met him and said to him, and told him, saying, Thy son, leave it. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to remain, and they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son leave it. And he himself and himself believed and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just read the story which is an account of John detailing or um, referencing, if you want, the miracle that Jesus performed, the second miracle that Jesus performed. Interestingly, this also happened in Canaan of Galilee because the Bible says that Jesus came again into Canaan of Galilee, and this time in the region of Capernaum. Now, this was when he healed the son of the nobleman, the nobleman's son who was sick, and um, the father had feared that he was going to die. And so, like every good parent would do, once again, this episode is entitled, Why Do You Believe? Or Why Believe? Now, like every good parent would do, 
uh, this man's son was sick and uh, he, it looked as though he was going to die. And so, again, like every good parent, he went in search of help for his son. And we, we have heard that Jesus heals, and obviously, uh, maybe not Jesus healed, but, but they knew what Jesus did in Canaan, or at least he had hope that Jesus, being um, a preacher, being a man of God, being, you know, uh, yeah, the man of God at the time, that he had power to be able to heal. And so he came to meet Jesus, and having met Jesus, he besought Jesus that he may come to his house and heal him. Or heal his son. Now Jesus said something to him that we will later find out that it did happen. Uh, even though the man didn't buy it, it seemingly when Jesus has said it in the beginning. But we'll see as we read on in the story that what Jesus said was eventually what happened. Jesus said to him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. But instead, the man insisted, he said, come quickly before my child dies. In other words, I, I, I really don't want to entertain all of this you're saying. I am so desperate that all I want is help for my son. If you do not come now, my son will die. Have you been in a situation that sometimes you're so desperate that you don't want to hear nothing, not even a voice or wisdom, as they say, would deter you from chasing after after what you're chasing, or at least the help you're seeking after. And people might try to talk you out of it, out of what you've decided to do, and you will not be ready to entertain any of those because your mind is so fixated on looking for help or on chasing after or on going after that which you've decided and concluded in your heart that this is the where this is where the solution lies or this is the solution i'm going to go after it like every parent i will say to you it matters how you go after help it matters how you pursue god it matters how you chase god it occurred to me that this man uh, he was called a nobleman but uh he 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 knew and concluded in his heart that if i can meet jesus and if jesus can come to my house Jesus had in him the ability and the power and the anointing to heal my son. He knew for a fact and he held on to what he knows. He was so sure. The question is, how sure are you that God can rescue you? How sure are you that if you meet Jesus, he can turn your life around? How sure are you not just trying, not just uh, playing, uh, maybe, what do you call that now? You're trying it out and trying to see if it's going to work. This is not a trial by error, as we say. This man, it occurred to me from the scripture we read that he was so certain that if I can meet Jesus and if I can convince him to come to my house, my son will be healed. Are you convinced that if you meet Jesus and if you're able to bring him over into your house or at least into the situation 
that you're going through, if you can get him to attend to you that he is able, have you concluded that, have you come to that realization that nothing will be able to sway you from this pursuit, and this man went after, he was so sure, and he had concluded, made up his mind, nothing was going to the time, that even when Jesus looked as though he was uh, playing with words, and the man said, come quickly before my son dies now listen to this and jesus said to him go thy way thy son leave it the man said come jesus said go the man said come he was inviting him it would look as though jesus was insensitive here i am begging you to come and you're chasing me away seemingly he's saying to him go thy way how can i go my way when my son is at the verge on the verge of dying how can i just leave i've come to you for help and all you can do jesus is to tell me to turn around and leave in fact go my way my way you say how is that possible and sometimes uh, the instructions of God like was said in the first episode of this series now uh, when things don't make sense and sometimes God's instruction does not make sense in our human thinking I am begging you and I have concluded that the only way my son will leave is if you come to my house and see him and, and pray for him and now you're telling me to do the right opposite to go my way uh, but, but what, what is important and that's the first thing that I would like to point out here why I would believe uh, it's that the Bible records that the man believed uh, the word which Jesus had said unto him the Bible says in verse 48 then Jesus said unto him uh, except you see signs and wonders you will not believe uh, the Bible says in verse 49 the nobleman said unto him so I come down before my child dies. Now, verse 50, listen to this. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. The Bible says, And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And the man believed with all the conclusion that the man had done, with all the 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 mind fixation that the man had with all of that energy when Jesus said go thy way thy son leave it the Bible said and the man believed the word which God and Jesus spoke unto him and he went his way my goodness how well do you believe God how well do you believe his word do you believe him so much and this is a man who was fixated, who was uh, bent on having Jesus come to his house. And this same man left Jesus, having met Jesus. Jesus said, go thy way. And the man actually obeyed and went his way. Why? Because Jesus said, thy son liveth. I mean, I, I I concluded that except you come to my house, that's the only thing I'm after. I would... I have to get you to come. But the moment Jesus said, go that way, thy son, leave him, the man held on to the word. Have you heard and have God, has God told you that he can heal you? Has God told you that he can uh, save your son, your daughter, your 
marriage. Have you heard that God can deliver? Have you read in his word that God is able to turn things around for the good of God, those who love him and those who are the called according to his purpose? Do you believe his word? Do you believe his word enough to go about your business knowing that if he said it, it will be as he has said it. Oh, are we still running around in exterior? Are we still running from pillar to pose? Not believing because the, our action shows if we believe his word or not. Because the man believed God and did what he said he had asked him to do. The proof that you believe the word God has spoken to you is when you carry out the instruction that he gives you. That's the proof. A lot of us say we believe, but we don't do, we don't carry out the instruction his word that we're holding on to has access to to do that instruction there is most of the times that there is always an instruction attached or tied to the promise that God has given you there is always an instruction there is something most of the time that is tied to that scripture you're holding and many times we hold on to the part that makes the promise but we don't hold on to the instruction part the if part the way he says do this where he says go and the man wants Jesus to come and Jesus says you go but he says your son leave it not will leave your son is alive go that way and the man knowing the condition of his son believed Jesus what a way to believe God believe the word that Jesus said unto him and in fact went his way and as he went he accosted the helpers from his house, people who worked for him and they said to him, your son is alive and the man said, tell me let me, be, let me tie this up. At what time, at what point in time did this son become well? And they told him the time and he was able to reckon that it was about the same time. Do you believe God? I come to challenge you today. Believe God what God has said to you. God is not a man. The Bible tells us in Numbers that he should lie. Neither is it a son of man that he should repent of his word. If he has said it, he will bring it to pass. If he has spoken it, he will make his word good. No word comes out of the mouth of God, the Bible tells us, and returns to him void without accomplishing that which he said. The challenge and the problem is in will believing God and not just believing his word, but believing him his word, believing his word well enough to do or to carry out the instruction attached, attached or tied to the promise. Not just believing, but actually taking the needed, the instructed step of faith. Go thy way. Thy son leave it. Go thy way. Your cancer is healed. Go thy way. Believe God at his word. That the kidney problem is healed. Go thy way. That son of yours has said, I'm speaking to somebody. Go thy way. Your marriage is restored. Go thy way. Diabetes is healed. Go thy way. His word says, 
in today's time. Go thy way, HIV AIDS is healed. Go thy way, no matter what the medical condition is. The Bible says, God testifying, said, I am the Lord that healed thee. For by my stripes, by his stripes, the Bible says, we are healed. Go thy way, believe God at his word. Take God at his word, but the proof that you believe him is when you do exactly what his word asks us to do. So, it occurs to me that this man here believed the word of God. Now, let's read on. If you read on in verse 51, the Bible says, as he was going, he would talk about, let's go to 52. Then he inquired of them when the began to amend and they said unto him yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him in verse 53 says so the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which jesus said unto him thy son leave him now listen to this part and he himself believed and his whole household let me read it and amplify it. And then Jesus, the father, knew that it was at the very hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he and his entire household believed and had to trusted in and relied on Jesus. And he and his entire household believed. What do you mean? I thought earlier on we read that the man believed the word which Jesus has spoken to him. Now we're reading again, and he and his entire household believed. What did he do before? The what I see here, it's the reason for his believing. The first time, and let's go back there, he believed the word which Jesus has spoken unto him and he carried out the instruction. It occurs to me that the first time he believed the word and he believed for his son, not for himself. And sometimes we come to God, we believe that God can save so-and-so, we believe that God can heal so-and-so. We have faith for other people, but we don't have faith for ourselves. He believed the word that God had spoken to him. He was holding on to the word and nothing was wrong with the holding on to the word except that he only believed for his son and not for himself. If not, the Bible won't specifically or even explicitly say it again that now he believed himself. So the first time he didn't really believe. You know what he did? He believed out of desperation. And God in his infinite mercy and goodness and kindness healed the boy because the man came looking for help for his son. So he believed for his son and not so much for himself. And sometimes people bring other people to you to pray for. They're praying for their son, praying for their husband, praying for so, so and so, praying that that will happen. But it's as though it's for them. They don't see themselves in that. They don't have faith for themselves. They don't believe for themselves. They believe that this miracle is only good enough to happen for so and so people and sometimes we stop there now the good thing is that God is merciful and God is able to honor our faith and heal the people we're believing for but sometimes we believe 
from them and we shut ourselves out. We don't believe for ourselves. And when it gets to our turn, we wonder where our faith is. I am a man of God, and I'm having to deal with this sometimes, that I have faith for other people. And when it gets to my own turn, it looks as though I don't have faith for myself in that which I'm believing God for. But when it has to do with someone someone else's need who approaches me to pray for them, there is a rising of faith in me. I believe for anything and there's nothing that I don't believe that God can do in the life of any man. Bring the prayer need. I'll pray for it because, and I pray not just exercising a duty of a man of God, but I have faith that God can do if it's captured in his word. It doesn't matter what the situation is for other people, but sometimes in my personal situation, I find myself doubted and that is a reality of life and this is exactly what was happening here that this man had faith to believe for himself for his son but later on he now believed for himself what is the difference number one the first time he believed out of desperation he was so desperate that he believed anything you say i'm going to do i'm so desperate i want to help i'm not even thinking i want help i want help for my son my boy is going to die he was so desperate and desperately in search of help that he was willing to do anything and so he's believed was out of desperation and sometimes will believe like that and God knows the difference but because of his grace and his mercy and kindness he healed and especially now we're believing for someone else so he's not going to hold us to that and he shows that I will heal the person but is believing out of desperation not out of conviction but the second time when he heard the testimony, when he saw indeed the sign that Jesus had spoken to him about, I said, except you believe, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now, when he heard about the testimony this time around, he didn't just believe out of desperation, he believed out of conviction because he has heard the testimony. No wonder the Bible says uh, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. First, he believed out of desperation. Secondly, this time when him and his own household believed, it wasn't just him that believed, it was his entire household. They believed out of conviction. What led to their conviction is because they heard about the testimony that the son indeed leaves. When you hear what God has done in someone else's life, when you hear what God has done in different people's life and the different cases, he has turned around, he has a way of building off and boosting your own faith that you believe that if God can do it for so and so, he can do it for me. Indeed, he's real. I know this boy. This is my son. I saw him sick. I left in search of help for him. Now I hear the testimony that he's alive, that he lives. He's not just alive, but he's well. He's completely made whole. That thing has a way of boosting my own faith to the extent that now I believe for myself not for my son anymore. And in fact, not just him now, but his entire household, your miracle has a way of evangelizing. When God touches you, when God heals you, when God does something in your life, and make no mistake about it, you're not just the only one who is going to be a beneficiary of that testimony. If that testimony in itself, it's a message to someone. That testimony in itself, that healing, that breakthrough that may have happened in your life, that's why it's good for us to testify. 
right? When God does something in our life that you spread the word and glorify Jesus, not from a point of pride, but from a place of thanksgiving and gratitude to God, knowing that your testimony has the power and the ability to boost other people's faith to the extent that they too can believe God and in turn receive a testimony that the name of the Lord we will glorify. First, he believed why he believed He believed out of desperation. Secondly, he believed out of conviction. My question to you is why are you believing? Why do you believe? Do you believe out of desperation or do you believe God out of conviction? Have you come to experience God yourself? Have you heard so much about what he can do that you're not just believing out of desperation and believing that he can only touch other people but not touch you? If that is not your case now, I want you today to settle in your mind that God is a good God. God is love. God can change. God can deliver. That which you've heard about God as contained in his word that he can do. He's able to do it. It is not fallacy. It is not exaggeration. God can change life. God can heal. God can deliver. God can turn any and every situation around. In fact, Ephesians 3.20 says that he is able then now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly far above, over and above what we can imagine or think of or even ask of God is able to exceed our imagination. He can exceed anything we call need to whatever extent you can imagine or think about it. Uh, I, I don't know how far your mind goes, but no matter the extent that your imagination goes as far as need is concerned, your God is able not just to do it, but to exceed it and exceed it even abundantly. Uh, for the Bible says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly. Uh, and so believe out of conviction, believe out of the testimony of what you've heard that he can do. Don't just believe for other people, but let your faith be raised up in that which you're waiting for God for. He's able. It might not look like it. It might not seem like it, but hold on to that which you heard about God. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. This is the story of the nobleman. First, he believed out of desperation. But secondly, he believed out of conviction. Don't just believe out of desperation. Be convinced that God, find a way to convince yourself that God can heal. Find a way to convince yourself that God loves you. Find a way to convince yourself that he's able. And now we'll see it, that he himself and his entire household, God is going to give you a miracle. I pray for someone that this day, and this week, by the power, let me pray for you, in the name of Jesus, by the authority in the blood of the Lamb, I pray for you that this day and this week, in fact, up until the end of this year, God will do a notable miracle in your life, such that every year that he is, will believe God, that their faith will be boosted, that the miracle and the testimony that God is going to do in your life this day, this week, and the rest of this month and this year will be an evangelist, will be a 
testimony that will bring conviction to other people, that will shift the mind of other people to the extent that they too will believe them and their entire household, that God will do a notable miracle in your life and in your household, that will be a force that will bring people to him, that will cause men to surrender their life to him, that will cause multitude to believe him and to trust him and see him do wonders in your life. I pray that God's hand will rest upon you. Go into this week and be all that he has called you to be. Shine forth his glory. Excel. Succeed. And carry your blessings and your evidence. And may the hand of God rest upon you. Remember, don't just believe out of desperation, but believe out of conviction. Be convinced that if God said it, is able to do it. Listen, I'm going to let you go. And if you're out there, you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. The only way that you can be a beneficiary and beat your chest and say, Indeed, I know God can do it and you will experience it. It begins by you accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you haven't made him the Lord of your life, I want you to say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And I believe that you are the Son of God who came, died, and rose again on the third that I may have a life and have it even more abundantly. Now I surrender my life unto you. I ask that you take over my life. I exchange my my life for your very life come into my heart come into my life change my life and make my life your make my body your house and from today i declare to serve you thank you for healing me thank you for saving me in jesus mighty name friends if you said that prayer you are born again the hand of the lord is upon you go and prosper and be all that god has called it to be till i come your way again next week i remain yours truly pastor george